When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Glory, glory, Everybody. Hello Spurs fans around the world, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. It's Theo Delaney here in North London saying welcome to another Spurs show. Uh, I've got two great guests with me and uh, we've got a lot to pick the bones out of. Uh, coming, Joining us again, Simon Lipson. How are you, Simon? I'm, well, you know, given, given the circumstances, I'm, I'm reasonably okay. You know, <laughs> that's all I can say. <laughs> Good. And Simon Raymond is back as well. How are you, Simon? Yes, I'm all right. You know, it's like hard. It's hard to put a put a sunny smile on, isn't it? But um, but yes, all good enough. And yet, it all could have been so different. It's a strange predicament, <laughs> as you as you put it, it, that we are in. It's so difficult to get your head around because before this weekend that we've just had, we'd won three on the bounce, good victories, all of them. Winning at Fulham was a really big, good win. Winning convincingly away in a tricky FA Cup tie, three nil. That's got to be good news. And then beating Manchester City, one of the best teams in the world. However, fraudulently, they've been put together. They are a very, very good um, football team. And we beat them fair and square. Beat them fair and square. So we go into this weekend. We're riding home thinking we've got every chance of getting into that top four. Newcastle aren't particularly convincing. United aren't especially convincing. And then you look at the FA Cup. We've got a reasonable draw. You look, we're in the Champions League against a team that isn't particularly convincing in Italy. And all we've got to do is go to Leicester away, which, I mean, you know, in recent years has sometimes been a formality. And then, my God, we didn't just get beat. We got absolutely turned over and looked like a pile of absolute crap. What? How do you explain this kind of in, in, insanity, Simon Lipson? Well, you can't explain it. Um, as you say, we, we seem to be. You know, there was that. There's that phrase, isn't it? Turning the corner, and you felt like, yeah, this is the bit of the season where we we kind of got. All right, everyone knows that we, how we set up and how we play because the manager is, you know, he's stubborn, he's obstinate. That that's how we're going to play. But it seems as though. Yeah, you know, we, we, we're getting it right. Something's clicking. And, you know, to the point where Romero, uh, um, where Royal is your best player against Man City. So, you know, I'd be very critical of Royal. And he was tremendous. It was a tremendously dynamic and powerful performance. And the whole team, even though we were, you know, we didn't have most of the possession, I just didn't ever feel City could do anything against us. And, and Haaland was rendered impotent. So this looked like, 
you know, the Spurs, this is it. We, we found we found how we're going to, you know, go to, into the second half of the season, and we've got it. And then we, as you say, we turned up at, at Leicester, got ahead, and I thought, yeah, well, this is all, this is all part of that process. You know, we're, we're suddenly this team that's top four, possibly win a cup, uh, with the FA Cup and yeah. do okay in the in Champions League, and suddenly a collapse of such it's stupendous proportions. It was a it was, I mean, yeah. defensively that was a performance of a woeful incompetence. Uh, there wasn't yes. there was yes. nothing you could say for any of it. Um, standing off, uh, Dyer standing off Ignacio. Um, and, and yeah. Yeah. you know, Fraser Forster going down like a, a wounded uh, elephant. I, I mean, for all I know, he's still going down. I mean, that's how slow yeah. he was. And it was a calamitous uh, and woeful, awful performance. And there's no explanation. I mean, yeah. you can't say just because Romero wasn't there, the rest of the defence didn't know how to play football anymore. But that's how it looked. And poor old Poro looked like a guy... So far out of his depth. I mean, I know that's unfairly. I'm sure he'll come again. But you know, just sticking yeah. in the middle of that performance, um, we felt for him a little bit. He, every little trick that would come up, come off in the Portuguese league, it went wrong. He just yeah. kept giving the mean, ball away, getting turned round, turned over. Uh, yeah. He didn't look like a player at all. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll come. Again. No explanation. It's inexplicable. Yeah. But of course, we spent the whole of January. Fans getting more and foaming more and more and more at the mouth about you've got to get Poro. What the hell's going on? <laughs> Typical Levy, he's going to blow it. It's all about Poro. It's all about Poro. It's all about Poro. Get Poro. Get Poro. And and to the extent where the Sporting Lisbon was saying the kick putting the price up and pissing themselves laughing, asking for a yeah. bit more and a bit more, and they got it because they knew that this clamour for Poro was so big. Then you, as you say, Emerson Royal has an absolutely outstanding game against Manchester City. Gets dropped for Porro, and then it all goes completely, yeah. <laughs> completely. Simon Raymond, were you were you surprised by the um, by the lineup? Listen, this season has been the most confusing season that I can remember. Yeah. I've gone, I I've been going seasons I get with my son for God knows how long. You know, 20, 30, 40 years. Can't even remember. But this, this season, I've just found <laughs> so frustrating, almost to the point where I'm like, yeah. I don't even really want to go this week. I mean, I always do go because that's yeah. that's what we're cursed with, isn't it? But I, I found it yes. so frustrating. And then when, as Simon said, the last few weeks, it's like, ah, actually, that was pretty decent. I um, watched watched the Preston game on TV. You know, I mean, we're expected to beat them, but played nice football. Yes, this all seems positive. Get the results in the bank. Get some confidence going. And then the City game. It was. I mean, I I said to my son when I sat down in the in the stadium, I said, you know, I have no expectation of of us getting anything out of this game. And he said, well, it doesn't really matter, does yeah. it? Because as long as City win, Arsenal, uh, you know, don't don't gain any ground. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I suppose that is one thing. So to beat them and play, you know, when we don't play brilliantly, but we had we played a good game, very defensively, very very solid, and obviously on the break. Um, were fantastic, and it was like very heartening. So to to come to the the situation on on Saturday at three o'clock was um, it was just painful. It's embarrassing, and I just wonder whether Conti's return because it seemed like Spallini had a fantastic 
<laughs> well, he's he's done it before, obviously in the Champions League, um, when when he when he was looking after us then when yeah. Ponzi was was yeah. banned, <laughs> yeah, and uh, he had COVID, didn't he? So I think so. Yeah, he he did a brilliant job again, and I'm like the way he moved Dyer into into the midfield to, you know, to to cut down some of those City uh, the domination of their midfield was was an absolute. You know, a, a really bright moment in the game, and I thought, well, maybe Conti being back is. I think tactics. What's done us? Tactically, I mean, how can I say? What do I know about football? But I just think tactically, he's too rigid, man. He just never changes things until it's too late, and I think that. Yeah. Do you think we're there's any we're suffering? Do you think there's any sense? I wonder about this quite often. You know, the idea of you know, players playing for a manager or not playing for a manager. And the idea that he, he came back and they thought, oh, it's him again, you know, uh, we we don't buy into him. We it's don't want to like be... And, and, he, and he hasn't walked into us because we know he's, he, he wants away. And I wonder, uh, you know, do you wonder about this, you know, actually, if it's, a tr- if it's a real thing? I was listening to Scott Minto at the weekend and they were talking about this concept of playing for the manager. He said, look, don't play for the manager. You play for yourself. It's about pride in your own performance. And, you know, it's not, you see, so, but I still think there's a kind of a collective sign about the team at the moment. And it's something to do with context, something to do with the predictability of the setup. Teams know how to overrun us. And, you know, okay, yeah, we had some, we had some good results, but somehow Leicester, it was a kind of reversion to what we've come to expect this, this season, which is this, this terribly rigid you know, players looking as though they, they they're not allowed to express themselves. There's no flair. And it, it, once they let the second goal in Leicester, it was it was such a collapse. It was as though none of we couldn't find a shirt. Yeah, not, it's interesting. You, you said you said defensively it was an absolutely there was an a, an absolutely appalling performance. I was mm. thinking, yeah, the appallingness of that defensive performance was matched only by the attacking performance, which was <laughs> absolutely <laughs> terrible as well. Yeah, they absolutely yeah. they couldn't put anything together. There was no fluidity. It wasn't like a lot of games this season. Even like, for instance, the the horrible home defeat to Arsenal. You could point to really good chances that very nearly went in and stuff like yeah. that at various points, and you. Just just think there wasn't any it was just they were just rubbish all over the pitch but I wonder about the selection because it just seemed odd to me to go to an away game before a big Champions League game it seemed odd to change it so much that you had to you had to have Forster in goal which is not ideal I mean because the pre- is the goalkeeper is not just his ability we all doubt now Larice's ability so you're gonna you've lost him anyway you've lost Romero to suspension so isn't it wouldn't it have been a good idea given what great form he's discovered keeping Rome- uh, Royale in I would have thought I mean you know it's bad enough and I was quite yeah. I to pick Tanganga I do like Tanganga but I I mean you know and I guess it is but I thought he might go for the uh, more experienced uh, Davison Sanchez. But but to have that amount of change smacked to uh, to me of unnecessary taking unnecessary risks. There's plenty of time to get Poro in the team. You don't have to play him straight away. I mean, uh, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, spirit wise, that's the real worry. The but even, even if you playing Poro, I can understand the idea. You know, here's Poro. We caught him. It's 
we climb up with this guy and we want to see what he can do. And that's great. I mean, it, although, albeit we never got to see what Spence could do, but that's another story. But yeah, yeah let's let's see what he can do. But but dropping uh, Royal to the bench. Is it his or mine? I don't know. Mystifying. It was mystifying. Hello? Yeah, it was uh, mystifying. It was utterly mystifying. And and why not why not stick him inside at right center right center back? Uh, in the absence yeah. of Romero, because he's actually he's principally a defender. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. he's tough and he's quick and he tackles and he gets yeah. about. Maybe they don't think he's big enough or something. I don't yeah, know. Maybe. But but yeah. uh, it was a strange. Uh, I mean, this thing about Conti, uh, Conti it has to be said has been through an unbelievably bad year. I mean, he's, he's suffered these terrible bereavements and mm-hmm. that, and he's estranged from his family. His family haven't moved over here, so he's got that going on. And then suddenly, I have never had uh, gallbladder problems, but I am led to believe it's one of the most painful things you can have. So then he's had an actual mm-hmm. operation and then earlier than you might expect from that. So, you know, he walks in uh, essentially, to some extent, a raspberry ripple and he's gone and, you know, I, I didn't, I shouldn't imagine the atmosphere is all jolly and everything. He seems subdued when he's being interviewed and you can't blame him. He's putting on a brave face. He's trying to be as professional as he can possibly be. But anyone in those circumstances, I think, would find it hard to be the life and soul of the party. And I think maybe that had an effect. Yeah, his presence. I certainly think the selection, but it's just so easy to say in retrospect, isn't it? I mean, if they if they they scored early, it looked like they were going to win. And then you know the first goal, although I missed it because my stream went down for the first, for the first two Leicester goals. But it looked the first goal was a bit of a wonder, a really good strike, one of those goals that doesn't usually go in, as far as I understand mm-hmm. it. And so, you know, the thing you sometimes have to accept with football is that fate uh, just just goes against you, but. The worrying thing about it is that what it does to morale and confidence before this game in Milan, and not least because we are going to be without players in Milan, bent season, which is a massive blow, a huge blow. I mean, he's I mean, he's so important, Benton Kerr, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And then in terms of backup, Bissouma was already out with a big injury. Um, Lloris is out for a long time, which, as, as I say, is an influential figure. And as I understand it, Hoybier is suspended in Milan. And if uh, that's what it yeah. said, that's what Daniel Story said in the paper this morning. Now, if that's the case, you're looking at Skip and Saar in the middle of that, in the middle of midfield, in the San Siro, in the bloody Champions League. Simon Raymond, does that fill you with dread? Actually, no, it doesn't. I think Saar is an exceptional talent. And every time he's come on, he's let nobody down. Um, maybe his third yeah. game in a row um, was maybe was maybe a bit much for him because he's still a young lad, still developing his game. But I, I love watching him play. He, he's like a kind of skinny Jude Bellingham. You know, he's got that ability to get all around the park, puts a great tackle in, breaks up the play, yeah. distributes it really well. I think he's a really great player to watch and he's going to be a, a massive player for us in the future. So I'm, I'm not I'm not too fussed about it, to be honest. I, Hoiberg drives me nuts sometimes. He's... You can never fault can never fault his commitment. He puts a shift in and he yeah. runs about and yeah. you know he does a lot of good things at times. But he's also also just does let the side down sometimes with his sloppy passing. But I mean everybody was sloppy yeah. on, on Saturday. Everybody, um, and that's not really yes. Yes. that's that's kind of unforgivable in my view. The, it, what what do you, what are these guys paid to do? You know, pass the ball to another player and, and the same in the same shirt. Not that difficult. We seem to make the simplest things look incredibly difficult. 
Um, but yeah, I'm not too bothered about Skip and Star because there won't be a massive amount of expectation on them to be the stars of the show. I'm sure Milan probably don't know the first thing about either of them. So that's yeah. not not the worst thing ever. My my worry really is, as has been all season, is the defence. You know, I just I just think we're so poor in defence, and given the coaching emphasis on defense with our Italian um, backroom staff. It's, you know, they don't really seem to be getting the message. I, I don't agree about Jaffet Tang- Tanganga. I, you know, I love his spirit and he's quick, but I think playing him against Harvey Barnes was a massive error of judgment. Harvey Barnes is one of the most underrated players in the league. I would love him at Tottenham. He's such a lovely player, goes past people for fun, great shot on him, scores goals, always on the front foot, got that sort of Chris Waddle mentality of just give me the ball and I'll take them on. Uh, you know, I love players mm. like that. Kulisevsky has that in him, for sure. Yeah. Um, he's been, yeah. been, been a bit off it, hasn't he, since he come back, maybe just not quite fit yet. But yeah, I, 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 I feel all right about tomorrow because a Milan are as dreadful as we are. Yeah, they've had a really pretty poxy season, haven't they? And they've had some really terrible results. They've been a, inconsistent, is probably about at best. Yeah, so yeah, there's that. that. This... You would say that's why we're just about getting away with our performances because Liverpool are miles off it, Chelsea's miles yeah. off it. All the teams that probably we would ordinarily have expected to be several points ahead of us at this point in the season are actually quite a few behind us. Even it's a bit like the. Uh... The 2016, isn't it? Which was the season when, of course, we should have won the league. Or we could have won yeah, the league, yeah. let's say. And all of the big teams were up it. And that was the big opportunity. And at the moment, the of the big teams, well, United are going all right, City are going all right. I don't think they're they're at their best right now. Certainly, as you said, no, the, no. I, don't, I don't think I don't think United are really that great. Chelsea are miles off it than the Simon said. Yeah. Uh, and Liverpool. So it's a great yeah. opportunity at least to get to top four. I don't think Newcastle is that great, by the way. So, you know, it's a great opportunity. The trouble is we're not that great. So it's it's going to be a no, struggle. Um, ju- just, just talking about um, Skip, he, he did a, make, put in a lovely cameo against, albeit yeah. Preston. And he, he, looked like, he looked like the old Skip, yeah. quick, good passing, getting in, you know, he was in, in, in among it. But whether... I guess he's going to play. Um, I wonder whether we need to bolster midfield, make it a bit tougher, get get someone shielding the defence. Again, that would be royal for me. Um, but because although Romero is likely to be back, well, he will be back, um, we are yeah. seriously weakened uh, defensively, and that's saying something. Um, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, dire. if they were, if they were, if they wanted to put a third. In midfield, there's really no one out of midfielders, but they could yeah. go for um, put they could put Dyer in midfield, who of course has played lots and lots yeah. of games in midfield for England as well as 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 Tottenham. Yeah. If they wanted yeah. to thicken the midfield, but again, as you say, <laughs> I, I as, mean, yeah, you know, he never changes it. He never ever ever changes it. I think no. you could put Dyer in midfield, but then so, who the hell is who the hell is going to play in the central defence? I mean, Sanchez is. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, he, he tries his best. Tanganga tries the best, but they're not really pre- top six players, are they? They're just not. I'd love them to be, but they're not. No, they're not mm. top six. Maybe players. you could put, 
Maybe put Longley in, uh, possibly. Yeah, I don't in the mind middle, him. You know, with I don't mind him. He Rame- did make a bit of a rick no, rick- in that game, didn't he? But he came on and he scored a... His pass back was poor. But, but like, he hasn't made too many mistakes. At least he knows how to go no, forward. He's, and he did put a beautiful ball Yeah, he's a, he's a proper footballer. But, yeah, he put a lovely cross in for Harry Kane a few weeks ago that was... Uh, Ended up being a goal, so yeah. you know I'd have him. Yeah. I'd have yeah. him in before Tanganga any day of the week. Yeah, I mean, because then you could you could play. And Davis either side of Longley, say he could stick if you wanted to. You could even put Dyer in midfield with one of the youngsters if you were worried about them being young. But I, I kind of I tend to agree. I think Saar and Skip, you never know, they might rise to the occasion. They're not that callow, are they? They've played a lot of games. I mean, Saar went to the World Cup, didn't he? And uh, he didn't yeah. play much, but he did. He did. He went. You know, he's been to a World Cup, and he's very. He's always been very highly rated. He's been one of the hi- highest rated sort of young midfielders. He's got a great pedigree in Europe, so maybe. Uh, maybe that'll work out all right but the other thing that we're, we're not talking about is how the attack isn't that great is it son was back to sort of not being really good enough as you say kulisevsky's been off the pace i think if you're richarlison you must be thinking how bad do these bastards need to play before me yeah. the brazil uh, first choice center forward gets a game in this poxy team i mean isn't, isn't that, that the problem wondering. though isn't, isn't that the problem though theo that he is the brazil center forward he's the center forward We've got a centre forward. We've got the best centre forward yeah, there is, yeah. right? So yeah, he's always yeah. going to be accommodated in some way when Harry's playing. Yeah. Out, you know, he's going to be playing left or right of him, and that's not his best. That's not his best position. Um, he's a guy who needs to no. be going through the middle. Uh, and, and some people I've seen have suggested, you know, dropping Harry deeper into into sort of advanced midfield, if you like, um, and with with. Uh, but again, Richard, that's changing the and, system and the shape. Of course, isn't it? yeah, he's not going to do that. He's never going to do yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. I think he, I've said that. I said that a few times that I think he should do that because Harry is a, a brilliant number ten, or it's brilliant number nine as well. But yeah. his passing yeah. range, his touch, he's got it all, hasn't he? And if yeah. we've, it, yeah, a body language is body language is so key at Tottenham. And I watched the players warming up um, in the game on 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 Saturday, um, and Richarlison's body language was poor man he he just looked so sad and disappointed he probably exactly what you said there Simon he's just <laughs> like surprised I can't get in this team and and I think Son Son obviously he's had a pretty of a terrible season so far I don't, I don't even recognize the fella um maybe in the last few weeks he's showed a few glimpses of it getting it back but as soon as Conti comes back into the country his form falls off the side of a cliff again I think he's got a problem with the system yeah. And the way he's being asked to play and come and track back and cover the the left hand side, and you know, I, I just don't think that's his game. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if if he was itching for a move by the end of the season. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if half of them were, to be honest with you. But I think we've got to shift a lot of our deadwood players before we can even consider letting any of our top quality stars go. And Son is a top quality player. He's just good mood at the moment. He looks down in the dumps, and that's. That's not what you want from a player that thrives on being happy and enjoying his game. And he's really not, is he? No. Yeah. I agree with that about the uh, body language and about the general air. When you think of when Spurs have been good, 
they tended to be happy. They they exude a certain happiness and a joy and an enjoyment of playing the game. If you if you think of the Pochettino years when they were, they all felt like they were together and they enjoyed being together and they enjoyed playing and they had an exuberance about them. And, and then before that would have been the Harry Redknapp team and that had a bit of that about it as well. It had a bit of joy about it. And there's no obvious joy about this team at all. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it does feel a bit like. Uh, I mean, I definitely don't think it's as bad, but it feels like Mourinho time a little bit. I think anyway, the, the manager sets the tone, right? And and I think yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we can we've all seen what you know his mood in, in recent times. He's, he's not happy, and there's, there's as you say, there's no great joy in this team, and it's the rigidity of it all. I, I feel like the players, you know, you often hear them say, "We all know exactly where we're supposed to be and what exactly what we're supposed to do." And thinking of football. You, you should be able to go anywhere and play anywhere and do do stuff, you know, invent stuff, be imaginative. Yeah. And then I don't think they've got license to do that playing under Conte. And yeah. I think what's happening is they're all just stuck in their little ruts, you know, each plowing their little respective furrows. And it's it's not working because yeah. opposing teams have, have found us out and they know how to go around us. Um, so, uh, I mean, I'm, I hate calling for a manager to go. Uh, I've only ever done it actually with Jose and I've been watching Spurs for 50 plus years. Um, but I do feel it's it's high time really that, that Conte was was shifted because it's not working. And and I don't think he wants to be there. I don't think he'll stay there. If he's going to leave in the summer, well, go now. It's not advantageous yeah. to have, have a, a summer, uh, you know, manager who's already kind of disengaged from the team uh, hanging about it's it's no use to them. yeah all right well i'm just got to do i've got a few little housekeeping things to get through then i'm going to ask you guys for a prediction for the milan game and then we'll do later uh, a separate show for later in the week previewing the visit of the happy hammers but before we do all that let me just say that our monthly live shows are up and running. You can sign up and join us at the season.spursshow.net, season.spursshow.net. And the next one next week is Neil Ruddock on February the 22nd. Razor Ruddock, he'd be bloody good in that. That's the sort of fellow we wouldn't yeah. mind in that back three there. There's <laughs> some tickets left at billetto.co.uk. Uh, for premium content, including a daily news show, ex-player interviews and original documentary series on Spurs, go to patreon.com forward slash Spurs show and support our show in the process. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Please leave us a nice review on iTunes. Next week, as I say, we've got Razor Raddock. Um, right. Before we go on this show, gentlemen, I am duty bound to ask you to make a prediction for the Milan game in the San Siro. Simon Raymond first, what is your score prediction, please? I think it will be 1-1. Well, we'd certainly take that. Simon Lipson? Uh, you know, see, I've, I've been doing the Spurs show for since, you know, I don't know, 10 years or something, and I've never yeah. ever predicted against Spurs, even even against a good team. I'll say, well, oh, we might uh -oh. get a draw. I don't like the sound of this. I'm, I'm really sorry <laughs> to say, I think we lose this one or two nil. Um, uh, uh, oh unless God. there's the kind of a, 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 a Damascene conversion to, you know, some, <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know how it happens. I don't know how, it happened. maybe, maybe Romero being back, uh, but oh, I don't know, just weakness, weakness, and disjointedness all over the field. I think, I think it's, I think it's two nil, two one defeat. Right. Well, I was going to say one all, but uh, in the interest of saying something different, I'm going to say nil nil. 
<laughs> I think a draw obviously would be great. Absolutely yeah. great. And then, you know, but but anyway, for now, Simon and Simon, thanks for joining me. This is Theo Delaney in London saying, come on, you Spurs. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.